0: Hey, just wanted to put a quick disclaimer out there. We are not theologians, pastors, religious teachers, or in any way an authority of the Bible. Just average Christians having a great time talking about the Bible with our friends. So, Potluck was created to encourage food for thought and to open up a conversation about major and minor topics from the Bible. We strongly encourage all audience members to conduct their own research as statements presented are largely opinion-based as well as biblically-backed. Us here at the potluck wish you a great day and please come enjoy the potluck.
1: Welcome to Potluck, the podcast where we bring our different dishes of conversation and perspective to the table. This podcast focuses on a casual conversation about God through personal stories and experiences. We hope that these conversations help in understanding the Bible, God, and each other. We're glad that you've decided to join our conversation. Hey, welcome back to the Potluck Podcast. For you guys. Oh, hey guys. Hi. hi. So today I'm here with um, one of our friends, Chrissy. She hasn't been on the podcast before, but Chrissy, I have a question for yes. you. So, first of all, I'll say hi. Hi. Um, it is my first time. <laughs> I have no idea what to say, but hi. I just lost the question I was going to ask. Oh, what is something? Um, Like, what's, what's something that has excited you before? Like, Hmm. like about religion and stuff?
0: About anything.
1: Just like, if you think of like an exciting moment in your life, what would that?
0: I don't know. I mean, I love rock climbing, but (laughs) when you fall like that, that can be pretty exciting too. Cause I mean, it's a different type of exciting. It's more like fear, but it's, (laughs) it's an experience. Um, yeah, Mm -hmm. I, I like rock climbing and um, today I'm in, I'm from Florida, by the way, whoop, whoop. um, <laughs> and it was like like forty degrees outside, so that was pretty exciting. I pretty exciting. <laughs> yeah, and again, everyone who hears this, just pray for me. For I want I want snow, so just pray, keep praying. So <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right, but, so our next person also hasn't been here before. Caitlin, say hi, Caitlin. Hello. Okay so the same question what's a uh, time that has been exciting um i
2: i'm super like basic i get really excited when i get to hang out with my friends um <laughs> also i'm trying my hand at making clothes and when they come together mm. that's just the best feeling in the world like they look good and they come together
1: nicely that's so exciting yeah all the patterns like actually match up and we're like okay i yeah. didn't mess up <laughs> It is so easy to mess up on like centimeters. It's so easy, bro. Yo, definitely see that. Also, um, we're joined with uh, Darcy. She's been here before. So Darcy. What's up? (laughs) So the same question, what's the time that has excited you?
3: I'm also going to say a very basic thing that I think most people can relate to. I get very excited when it comes to food. Like genuinely, I think some of the most exciting moments of my life have been when Delano and I are like sitting down to eat like a big pizza Mm -hmm. and you can just smell it. And I'm like anticipating the pizza. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I get very excited about that. (laughs)
1: That works perfectly in your guys' relationship. Um, (laughs) So Delano, that goes on to, what's the time that has excited you?
4: Uh, I think in the most recent times, perhaps, one of the things that excited me the most was when, Uh, my band performed for the first time. My nerves were on edge, but in the best way when we were about to go and perform. So, yeah.
1: Nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> awesome. Also, we're joined by Ariana. She also hasn't been on the pod- ca- podcast before. Um, Say hi. <laughs> hey
5: heyo, hello, hello.
1: How are you? <laughs> <laughs> so The same question. What's the time that has excited you before? Well,
5: I think Being in nursing school, passing each semester is a very exciting moment (laughs) (laughs) because we're closer to graduating.
1: Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Um, Also, we're also joined by Carlos. Um, Hello. Hi, Carlos. (laughs) How are you? Hello. Um, So what's the time that has excited you?
6: Well, roller coasters when I go to... uh, when I went to Disney for the first time, that was exciting.
1: Oh, nice! Yeah, that's actually almost exactly what I was going to say. Cause I just remember being so excited as a kid to go on, like, go to Disney or any theme park. I would like get so excited, like, I would like, I wasn't allowed to run around or anything, so I would just like, like, mess with my fingers a lot. I was like, ah, like, I just need to like get my energy out somewhere. <laughs> I would, like, scream into a pillow, just, like, of excitement. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so I think that's probably just, like, exciting to go anywhere. Trips makes, like, excites me heavy. Like, I was, like, yeah. okay, going here, like, I get so, so excited. You like okay.
2: Fidget
1: so I'm you so like, excited.
4: <laughs> do you like fidget spinners? I feel like that would be a good way for you to get that anxiety that out. That
1: would. I honestly... Mm in high school i would like borrow other people's fidget spinners mm-hmm. um i think that would be really helpful yeah I just, i've never really thought of it no.
5: <laughs> like, yeah, i forgot
1: about that era yeah yeah
3: <laughs> he prefers to decide to go to north carolina for a weekend over being distracted by things <clears>
1: like <throat> fidget spinners that's fair <laughs> <laughs> um okay so let's start this podcast i'm really excited so um Do you guys have any topics or anything that's been, like, thinking in your brain that we could talk about today? I have a thing I was reading
2: in the Bible, and it was, like, it's hard to explain, so I can just, like, tell you about it. It's not really, it's just, like, a cool, it's not really, like, a topic. It's just kind of, like, a cool thing that you're, like, oh, hey, I didn't notice that before. Mm -hmm. Um... So, you guys know Hosea, that guy who had who like God was like, "Hey, go marry prostitute." Um, (laughs) (laughs) Um, and he's saying it's in it's in the first chapter of Hosea, and he like the he has two kids, and God is like, call. Okay, uh, Gomer chapter chapter one, verse six. Gomer conceived again and gave birth to a daughter. Then the Lord said to Hosea, call her Lo. I'm going to butcher these names. Lo Hama, for I will no longer show love to the house of Israel, that I should at all forgive them. And then later, she has another son in verse nine. And the, it says, then the Lord said, call him Lo Ami, for you are not my people and I am not your God. And that sounds like really harsh. And you're like, dang, that's, that's a lot. But then literally, like, not even like the start of verse two, like that was the end of verse one and the start of verse two. It's like, yet the Israelites will be like the sand on the seashore, which cannot be measured or counted in the place where it was said to them, you're not my people, they will be called sons of the living God the people of Judah and the people of Israel will be reunited and they will appoint one leader and will come out of the land for great will be the day of Jezreel and then it says say to your brothers my people and like right before that he had named the son not my people and to your sisters my loved one and right before that he had named the daughter I will no longer show love to the house of Israel So I thought that was really interesting and it goes like it shows like the duality of God almost
1: Mm. Mm -hmm.
2: and how it can like sometimes the things that he says or wants us to do is like really harsh but it was like it's almost like in here it's almost like to wake them up to be like to like call them back to him not to like cast them out or like not I don't know love them anymore because like literally not even before the chapter is over it's like say to your brothers my people and your sisters my loved one so i thought that was really that was really cool
1: yeah so like in like hosea we see him just like basically just talking um to them and one of them he's like blessing them one of, one of the children he blesses and the other one he tells them that you're not my people that's interesting
2: I think for both of them, because one of them, it was like, you're not my people. And mm-hmm. one of them is like one without mercy.
0: Oh, okay, okay. That kind of that reminds me of, like, I don't remember where I heard it from, but I heard it recently and I don't know if it's a Bible verse or not, but it was like in heaven, like the angels in heaven will rejoice more over the one that repented versus the you know 10,000 that were stayed as Christians which is like it's it's awesome that you know you can still follow the life of a Christian but I think it also shows a big testimony of sometimes like you make the wrong decisions and that God still chooses you and still has a plan for you and like even in the Bible it says um you know the Bible verse he says, the Lord himself goes before you and will be with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Don't be afraid and do not be discouraged. Um, And I'm not sure what chapter that is. Hold on. Okay. I think Deuteronomy 31.6. So that was found, but like, I don't know. I just, I think it's kind of cool of how, no matter who we think we are, no matter how unworthy we think we are, that like he has a plan and he wants what's best for
1: us. it so. mm-hmm.
4: mm-hmm. kind of ties back into what we were talking about last podcast too. Um, about how uh, giving that trust in God and kind of like allowing him to lead you, even if you don't necessarily know where you're being led all the time,
1: mm-hmm.
4: or just, it's just knowing that God will be with you through whatever you do. So, mm-hmm. um, I'm going to go back to what uh, Caitlin said too, though, but uh, forgive me for my ignorance, but Jose is in the uh, Old Testament, correct? Yes. So,
2: it's like one of the few books like right before the New Testament starts.
4: Okay. So I know like that we talked about in the first podcast, kind of like the the, um, <clears throat> the harshness or like the the um, the judging uh character of god that was displayed in the old testament and how it kind of seems almost unforgiving sometimes but this is a good example of where you can see like a forgiveness shown in the old testament for sure because the fact that um those two things are said about the children and then almost kind of revoked in the next chapter like within like sentences of each other's um uh a good way of showing the vastness of God's character, even if it's just a small glimpse, and but the rest is revealed later in like the New Testament through Jesus and other things. So yeah.
2: I yeah, I'm I think harshness was the word I was looking for because I don't think God has like dual characters. Yeah. God's <laughs> like, not the point. same. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
5: Yeah, I totally agree with you, um, Caitlin and Delano, and a good point, like, there's another verse, like, I just remember in high school, I remember, like, you know, parents, they always, like, discipline you, like, you shouldn't do this because of this, da-da-da-da-da, but they do that out of love, there's, like, a Bible verse that says, um, a father disciplines a child in whom he loves, and we know from verses in the New Testament saying God is love, it's hard to see that sometimes in the Old Testament when you see all these wars and God telling people him like to kill go kill other nations because of such and such but then you see later on that that nation wound up going against his people so there was a plan that he foresaw and wanted to protect them but it made me also think of um when the Israelites first went to Mount Sinai and Moses was giving them the Ten Commandments and everything and then they were worshiping the golden calf and he slammed the Ten Commandments down, God said that he would just open up the earth and just swallow them all whole, because he wanted to just destroy them and, you know, start again, new or whatever, Um, but then Moses was like, no, take my name out of the book of life and spare them, and God changed his mind and decided not to, like, destroy them in that moment, because he saw, like, his own kind of character of love in Moses, you know what I mean? So, I think that was a cool moment, too. Can you say, Carlos?
6: Yeah, I thought it was interesting that here, the people of God are represented by a woman. And also, not only a woman, but a harlot. So it's interesting. Because here, uh, even the title in my Bible says, God's unfaithful faithful people. Because they were not faithful. God is basically describing them as a harlot. They go or other gods uh, in the old testament they call it Baal and also in revelation you see that there is a woman and there is a harlot so I think those two things correlate with each other
5: mm-hmm. but the same one in revelation is not representing God's people per
1: se like it's a little different
5: yeah.
1: you know,
6: but it's in connection
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah I think I really see this like going in the direction of like really like trust and how we can trust God as Christians. I think what I'm seeing like right now in like our church right now, it's really hard to trust God because there's a lot of bad in the world right now. There's a lot of like, like with COVID and things, it's just like, uh, I know that a lot of church members are feeling discouraged because we cannot, like, some, some, some churches are closing down, like, they're going back online, and it can be really discouraging and trusting in God that, like, this will all be okay, but it, like, how do you guys feel about, like, how are you guys feeling with, right now, and, like, your trust in God?
4: Uh, I'm gonna say something about <clears throat> trust, and, and what, it, what, it, what did, what does it mean to have trust? A lot of times, from, from what I understand trust to be, is that you, you, trust, with trust comes love, right? Usually those things come hand in hand. You're going to trust the person you love.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: Um, but from like a human standard of what love is, it's almost like a two-sided coin, right? On one side, what you love, somebody else may hate. And what you hate, somebody else may love, right? That's almost kind of unbalanced, uh, the way that human love is. Uh, compared to like God, who is the creator of love and is purely existing of, you know for love uh, and and that's like his language basically um, <clears throat> so it's it's hard to the human human's uh, idea of love and and trust okay hang on human's idea of love can get in the way of trusting God because it's not the same you know mm-hmm. um a lot of times you can love something so much that you start hating things that won't, won't that go against what you love. Um, But for God, it's not that way. He loves everything equally, every person equally. Um, That being said, not that he won't judge them Mm -hmm. uh, justly either, but he loves every single person equally, Mm
0: -hmm.
3: which
4: is something that's hard to do as humans. Mm
3: -hmm. Um, And I think that's where we see the like duality that Caitlin was, kind of talking about it's not that God is like has these two different personalities it's that he's he is both a God of love and a God of justice and he always acts out of love um but sometimes that has to manifest itself in a strictness or a harshness that we might perceive like him naming children um like I forgot what it was but um him him naming a child that meant I will no longer have compassion on the house of Israel. Like we see that as being harsh, but, um, and then in, in some of his, the ways he deals with Israel, um, we see these things as like, dang, in, in human eyes, we see it as a harsh thing, but the trust comes in with us having faith in God's love and having trust that whatever he's doing, it is from a basis of love even if in our own own human logic, we can't always see that right off the bat. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Because when we have like, we have like some sort of trust with like our country and government, like obviously they're human, like it's not perfect, but like we have some sort of like trust that like the judicial system is correct. And like, so like, it's just when those times in the bible when God seems harsh it's like that trust has to come into play that like there is a reason behind it even though I don't understand it right now or if I do understand it later on like there is a reason about it I think with trust and like what Delano was saying was and love together we can um and and I guess also adding on to that faith um we can figure out like what the bible is trying to tell us
4: What right do I have to challenge the God of the universe, the creator of the universe's uh, judgment on something being a small human who lives probably averagely up to like 70 to 80 years?
1: Yeah, literally. There's
2: this song that I like called um, Anthem. It's by this person named Sarah Sparks. And in the song, it's like it takes the the perspective of like these ants in an anthill and like one day one of the ants sees like a human footprint and comes back and is like telling all the ants like there was this like it's like 50 meters it's like 50 feet long and like it's huge and i thought like we were gonna die like it's bigger than we can even comprehend and none of the ants like believed him and um the like queen of the ants is like yelling at the human like come down and show yourself so that we can believe and at the the very last verse of the song is like why would a human bow down to an ant and Mm -hmm. i feel like sometimes it's kind of like that in our like limited understanding of god we like try and like demand that he explain himself to us or we like just because we don't understand doesn't mean that he's not good it just means that we don't understand
3: Mm -hmm. and i guess the book of job tackles that Mm -hmm. like when job is like why are all these things happening to me god comes down he's like okay fine let me come down and not necessarily explain myself to you but he starts asking job questions like were you there when i formed the world like do you do you know the things i know um and kind of put job in his place a little bit more not necessarily out of like he was it's not like god was necessarily offended that job was questioning him um but it was it was more like i don't know i feel like kind of putting him in his place a little bit reminding him that he's not god and reminding him why he can trust in god and why god is worthy of that trust
4: making clear the difference between human and god you know i i do all of this mm-hmm. you know you only have a fraction of the job that i'm leaving you so mm-hmm. trust me
3: And I think we'll understand that even more if and when we become parents of kids who (laughs) think they know everything at like four years old and they're like, why (laughs) "Why did you not want me to do this? Yeah.
6: And also to trust, you have to have a relationship with a person. Um, So that's why you see God trying to have a relationship with us. And we know that we can trust God, but it's both ways. Can God trust in us? You know, yeah. so I, for example, have this verse in Matthew 23:37, um, where Jesus is basically saying, Oh Jerusalem, Jerusalem, thou that killeth the prophets and stonest them that are sent unto thee. How often would I have gathered my children together, even as a hen gather her chickens under her wings, and ye would not? So basically. This is showing, I have been looking for you and I wanted to have a relationship with you, have you under my wings, but you don't want to be under my wings. So that's how Jesus feels.
5: Well, and I, I just think that there's never going to be a full understanding of the mysteries of God and everything that he is. Not until we get to heaven and can understand a little bit better then we only know what he has revealed to us and those that um he appoints, right? But like I like you were saying it, Carlos, it is that relationship and the personal experiences that we have with him that develop that trust with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I think. In my own life I've seen that. Mm-hmm
1: that's actually so big like that question that you kind of like mentioned before you read the verse is like can God trust in us mm-hmm. like we're always constantly thinking about like oh yeah we need to have faith in God blah, blah blah but like how often do we think about like even our own personal like walk like not even like us as like humanity because <laughs> like, obviously like that's a lot mm-hmm. but like how often do we think about like how much do we like put faith in him enough for God to put faith in us because a lot of people talk about how there's not like as many or people say like oh there's not as many like miracles and stuff like that and I heard I think it was our pastor at our church at um crest that like he was just talking about like how little faith we have even Mm -hmm. um the like even the most faithful of us is nowhere near like faith in the Bible and the relationship that they built with him to be able to talk to him on like (laughs) yeah I think that that kind of boils down
0: to like the concept of trust because um if we're not willing to let go of our burdens that we have and let him handle it like there's like he's trying to talk to us he's trying to get to know us to be there for us and in order for have to have a two-way relationship we need to be open as well just like when you have a closed fist nothing can come in or out but when you have an open fist like it can blow both ways Mm -hmm. and something that I remember when I took interpersonal communication class it said that like love from our understanding, was, like, based on the concept of trust and happiness, and I think a lot of times we can just be disappointed in ourselves that, like, oh, I'm not doing this as a Christian, I'm not doing this, you know, like, I need to do better in this, but, like, I think it's also important to see that God will take us where we're at, and that if we do trust that he will accept us for who we are, that maybe that would help us in trying to let him into our lives more and to be more trust, trusting um, for him to trust us because we want to be able to have God depend on us. And if we're not able to be open about the struggles that we've gone through and saying, you know, I still don't know where I'm at, then I think it might not reach as many people which the whole point of us being here is to reach people to to spread his word and to talk so I think it just does him a disservice if we aren't trusting but it also is really hard to trust if you have those walls up and those walls I think some people don't even realize that they have Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's definitely super hard to like break down those walls I know for I've like said like I don't know if I said it on here but I've just said to you guys before like like something that's hard for me in my walk with God is trust, like like breaking down those walls and stuff like that um but what you said about like the idea of trust and happiness is really big but um I almost want to like like I almost want to outline what is like we've already kind of like talked about like what we think is trust like trust is love like trust is like in love comes hand in hand and well,
5: that I have a question about that uh-huh so yeah we've talked about like trust and how wonderful it is to have that but what does it mm-hmm. actually look like in our lives to be sharing right. yeah what do you guys think
3: to, to like show our trust in god
5: yeah
4: well i think one demonstration of your trust in god is to um let go of your reins of what you think he should be doing for you. So like say in prayer, right, you're praying for something and it doesn't come true uh, or you, it's not answered how you think it should be. Right. A lot of times that's a, it's a, a easy place for a lot of people to lose trust in God. But I, I know that's happened about prayers that I prayed before, but after going through whatever the situation was, you look back and see how it's answered and how it's led you to the point where you are now. Right. And um that's led me to know that uh whatever happens, I will end up in the best position that uh God wants for me. So, you know, the the place where He can make use of me best, I will end up in. So that's kind of like, oh, why should I why should I um not trust him at that point, you know?
3: I think um in my life, me I'm working on trusting him and how that shows itself. Well, how my distrust shows itself is through my fears. Um, I think if you look for like where your fears are, I think that will show you the places that you don't fully trust God. And for me, one of my biggest fears is losing people. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, especially my parents, because, you know, they're getting older and you start to worry about that kind of thing when you grow up. You're growing up. Um, and so that's been become a really big fear of mine. And I've noticed it's kind of creeping into my life and becoming like um definitely like a, a road a roadblock and something that is every now and then it just sends me into like this like not panic attack, but I start to freak out. Um I start to start to worry more than I should. Um and I think I need to work on putting my trust in God that yes, bad things are going to happen, but he does know what he's doing. And I will look back someday and see him working in my life. Um, and I I'll see him with me through whatever hard times I go through. Um, I need to work on trusting him that he, that whatever bad things happen in my life, he's going to prepare me for those bad things. Like there's a story that I think. Um, Corrie Ten Boom talks about um, when she she was worried because, you know, in her, in her life, of course, they were dealing with like the Nazis coming for the Jews and her her family was in danger and her father was telling her a story um, that was related to trusting in God. And he said, Corey whenever whenever you're about to get on the train. I wait to give you your train ticket until you're about to step onto the train. Um, I wait until the very moment to prepare you for going on to the next thing. And that's what God does. Like, I may not feel like I'm prepared now to deal with like potential tragedies that that may come up in my life, but I have to trust that God is going to be there when the time comes and he will get me through whatever happens in life. So So that's how trust looks in my life.
5: So you guys would say trusting starts with um, comforting your fears and letting him take care of that so that you can be at peace and, you know, be in the and moment. Yeah. I think,
6: um, because I also ask the opposite question, like what would it take for me not to trust? Um, so I wouldn't trust in somebody if that person lies, for example, because I know that whatever that person says is not going to happen or may or may not happen. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to God, God doesn't lie. So when he says a promise, then we have to be really, uh, you know, put our ears in that promise. And if God says, I'm not going to leave you, I'm not going to forsake you, then we can trust because he doesn't lie. So when we're in trouble and we remember that promise, then we trust in the promise. Mm-hmm. No matter what happens, too. Cause Correct.
4: um Trusting in God doesn't mean that he's going to even save your life in a life-threatening situation, but trusting in God, at least for me, how I view it is knowing that whatever situation I end up in, it will be turned around for the better. Like the story of Joseph, Um, no matter what situation I'm in, whether I end up dead or not, you know, um, God will always find a way to turn that around for the best, so... That's what I feel like trusting
6: of the album. Jesus, for example, he trusted God, but he died anyway.
1: Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. that's true. Wow, that's true.
5: And he felt separated. He didn't know Mm -hmm. for sure if he was going to come back to life, but he he did. Thank God.
1: Yeah, throughout the whole story of the Bible, most of them trusted God. And most of the people that we see in the Bible, and only like three or four of them, like was able to like take, be taken to heaven.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: i really liked what darcy said earlier about like that story with the train because it's really beautiful how we can see like whenever i see god the most is like through parents i think and like parent interaction with kids i feel like because that's like the best way we see it like we call like god like our father up in heaven like will be the name like it's just so so cool to see like these little moments that we can see all the time like whenever I was a kid for sure like my mom would always give me like my ticket like right before like if we're going to the movie theater right before the guy was like about to take it and rip it like it's just constantly like those little moments or like when we're giving us patience like she wouldn't tell us what we're gonna do because she didn't want us to get too excited So, like, she would tell us, like, right when we're in the car, like, we're actually going there, and then we show up, and she's like, oh, we're here, like, and then we're all able to get excited, because, like, if she tells us earlier, like, oh, we're going, we might be going to Disney in a week, and then we end up not going, then it's like, oh, we're super disappointed, but then if she waits, and we're already at Disney <laughs> we're still gonna get equally excited but like there's no like chance of disappointment so like it's really cool to be able to see like moments like that interactions um with our parents and like be able to see God through that.
6: Mm-hmm.
0: I think that's really cool too because like he knows what's best for us and like he knows our hearts and like of course he doesn't want to disappoint, disappoint us so like it Can be kind of hard because a lot of times, you know, we pray for patience and he gives us an opportunity to be patient, (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know, and it's like a building of character, a building moment with him. And I think that trust, honestly, or personally is a daily walk. It's a daily commitment because you're going to have good days. You're going to have bad days and you get to choose how you want to react to it. And um, a lot of times, I mean, God is unchanging. And I think that's kind of a hard concept to bring our mind around because he has unconditional love, which we have no idea how to fathom (laughs) what that looks like. And we have no idea what um, that truly means, but I think he takes us for who we are and we can strive to do better each day but also recognize that it might not always be perfect Mm -hmm.
2: I think that's also hard because like for me I'm like a perfectionist so when but you can't like you literally can't be perfect and like when you mess up and stuff you have to like believe that it's hard to trust that God like still loves, loves you, even though of course he does, he's like God. But in that moment, like you're, you're feeling like, sorry, I spoke before I had all the thoughts like (laughs) connected, but yeah, I think it's, it can, it's comforting to remind yourself that you don't have to be perfect and that God loves you where you are. And it's not you that makes yourself perfect. It's God that justifies you through like Christ's death. And like, he makes you righteous. It's not you. Mm
3: -hmm.
2: And I think that's really comforting.
3: Yeah. Yeah. God wants you to come with your mess. Like he wouldn't have it any other way. Um, it's probably impossible for him to, ha- him to have yeah. it any other way because we actually can't become perfect on our own exactly. but yeah, like yeah. that's the entire like basis of our relationship with him he wants us to come to him with whatever mess we have right now
4: because mm-hmm. he's personal you know if if God only wanted perfect beings that would be very impersonal because that's not that's not the the person that you are you know the, he, the, mm-hmm. he he would be it would be, if he only wanted perfect beings, it would be no different than if he didn't make us, if he if he made us unable to sin in the first place.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: Um, yeah, yeah, but he didn't. I, so.
2: I feel like that imperfection also, well, I don't know, because I was going to say that imperfection comes with the, like, free will and, like, freedom of choice, but maybe Freedom of choice leaves room for imperfection. Well
5: mm-hmm. free will in the very beginning was created because it was the only world in which love could exist. like true love, like you choose. You're not forced into it by fear or by any other means of like obsession or something like you do it because you genuinely care for the person. And as just as you were saying, Caitlin, free will was that opportunity for us to choose to obey God because we love him, because he created us, you know, he didn't have to do all that for us, and of course, he didn't have to die for us, he would have come to earth just to save you or I, because we were sinful, and he would do it just for one of us, and I think Carlos was, we were talking about this earlier this week, or (laughs) sometime and he was like, Adam and Eve loved each other so much, Adam knew what he did wrong, because he listened to Eve, and she was deceived, but Adam wasn't deceived, but he ate the apple because he loved her, but even if Adam didn't eat and ate and Eve was the only one that just sinned, Jesus still would have come just for Eve.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm Yeah, I love that. Yeah, I love that too. That's so cool, (laughs) and also like, I don't know, it's really frustrating with, like, the concept that we're talking about, like, how much, like, God is giving us free will, and, like, how he wants us to choose him, when sometimes, like, our Christian, like, brothers and sisters make it, like, a a force thing, like, yeah. in, in their families, and I see it all the time, where, like, our friends um, grow up in, like, the church, and then they Feel like forced by it by their families or like elders or something, and then they end up leaving even like with such a hard heart, because it's never was never meant to be forced and fire and brimstone. Even though that stuff is still like, it's not like bad things are not going to happen to people who like do not choose him. But that shouldn't be like heaven shouldn't be the reason why we choose him. There needs Mm -hmm. to be more to our faith and it's it's just really disappointing inside whenever i like talk to someone who their family like did make that an issue and it's just like they're missing the point it's like the whole point of god and it's hard to explain that too to somebody yeah because even
3: though i've been raised in a in a family that i feel really like strove to explain that to me you know that the point is a relationship with god um even then i still grew up with like remnants of like kind of the the mindset of getting saved by your works and like getting to heaven is the point and all that stuff and it I it's something that you can really only learn for yourself people mm-hmm. can teach you and people can tell you what they've learned but you have to learn it for yourself like in your own heart you have to realize it for yourself
4: it's an experiential aspect mm-hmm. to that that's um i don't think jesus or god would have either way because they're all for the experience so
6: yeah i agree with darcy um because for example in the future we're all gonna have kids hopefully and we're gonna want them to you know be good people and probably we wouldn't want them to do drugs or you know things like that Mm -hmm. but you cannot force them Mm -hmm. you have to educate them right and that's what God does with us. He educates and says, this is what is wrong. This is what is right. But then at the end of the day, our children are the ones that are going to make the choice. Because if we force them, then they're going to say, why is it that you don't want me to do this? And then the friends say, it's because they don't know how it feels. And then they do it, you know, so... I I see it that way, like the same way we want to educate our kids is the same way that God is trying to educate us. And we don't understand all the in and outs, but as long as we trust God, like we were saying earlier, we know that whatever he says is true. And if he says, that this is wrong, then it's wrong.
5: Mm -hmm. And I think another important point is that feelings can sometimes be deceiving, like, oh, yes, this feels like it's a great thing. I should keep doing it but whatever the case may be or situation, if it's going late out at night, you're like, oh, I love the party life or something, but you know in your heart that maybe it's not good. You have the convictions, like I should get some sleep. I should actually do my work or something. Um, he's set these like guidelines and laws for us because he knows what's best for us. So if we don't listen and heed, I guess, some of these you know, yearnings for us, It's kind of our own fault because we can read about why it's supposed to be good for us, you know, because I've had feelings in the past that, oh, I should do this and this or I should be with this person because of this, but they can be deceiving. So. Yeah, that's that's kind of my take on that, too.
2: Mm -hmm. I think feelings are a big can be a big part of like trusting God because like if you like for me I'm like struggle with anxiety and all that fun stuff Mm
1: -hmm. and
2: like sometimes it feel it really feels like God's not there and like what do you when those feelings come and like the devil is like whispering in your ear like oh God doesn't love you like you must have too much too bad this time. You're gonna go to hell, you're gonna burn forever. Like in those moments, it's difficult, but it's super important to remind yourself like though like these feelings aren't real, like these
0: thoughts aren't true. Yeah, yeah. It's not what determines what's true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that has a lot to do with like knowing jesus too and when you have an active relationship with jesus where you're reading the bible you're seeking him and you're seeing things that can't be explained any other way except for that's him i think it can give you peace in that anxiety time knowing that that voice that you're hearing is not coming from him you know and it's hard to explain but it's like it almost makes you just want to doubt everything and when you are at times feel like you're getting as close as you can to Jesus sometimes that's also I think when the devil tries to work his hardest because he just tries to to get you off track because you know if you're not on track then you know you could fall into whatever he thinks and he obviously doesn't care about us you know he's not the one that made us he doesn't um, have the right plans for us, but we know the end. And if we just know God, I think that will help trust him.
3: Yeah. yeah. I think it seems like when, whenever I hear about, you know, um, all the ways that Satan can deceive us, cause there are very, so many ways, so many ways, like yeah. he can get us at, at almost any, any point. Um, it seems very overwhelming for me to like, i have to watch out for all these things i have to be so careful like he can like i can be going this direction and he'll get me there and i'll move this direction and then he'll get me there too but it doesn't have to be an overwhelming thing god says to look at him and like that's it like i i've been reading patriarchs and prophets and one thing one of the stories ellen white talked about in there was um the snake on the pole whenever Mm. the israelites were all getting sick um and god all God told them to do was, um, well, he told Moses to put a, a bronze serpent on, like raise up a bronze serpent. And all God asked the people to do was look up at that serpent. That's literally all they had to do. And that's all God asked us to do. He asked us to look up at him. And by looking at him, we will move in that direction. And that means, you know, taking time each day, even a little bit of time to listen to God's voice, to listen to truth and change will happen very slowly but it will happen um and just you know put in a little bit of effort each day
4: as long as you're making an effort that's what counts no matter how small it is because small things add up to make large things you know a small snowball rolling down a hill can cause an avalanche Mm -hmm. so it all is just kind of depending on time and like we said kind of in the last podcast um it was god has all the time in the world it like it almost like outside of the constraints of time you know and uh we we have time we live short lives comparatively but we have the whole our whole life to live you know so change it takes time so don't don't rush your change
5: basically Mm -hmm i would say like i mean the first few years i wasn't really talking so i can't really say all 22 years of my life but (laughs) i've i've come to know some things on how to help my personal walk with um getting to know jesus as a personal friend and savior right um and i just recently learned this like there's you know how there's furniture in the sanctuary that it talks about that the israelites set up when they were in the desert well, outside in the courtyard, you have the, the altar, and you also have the labor where they wash their hands. Like, each thing represents something, but once you go into the sanctuary, from the holy place to the most holy place, right, you have that veil and stuff that was torn when Jesus was um, crucified. But in the holy place, you have three objects. The table of shoebread, which always had the bread on it, which stands for like the bread of life, the Bible and Jesus, right? Everything stands for Jesus, but um, also the incense is like our prayers that we're praying. And then the lights, the, the lamp stands is our witnessing. So to grow my personal walk with Jesus, I've learned that I have to read the Bible as much as I can, even if it's not daily, just important passages that remind me who Jesus is and what he is to my life also praying not only with um thanksgiving but with supplication that I pray for others like not just myself but others because he loves it when we think about those around us that also need help and then um Witnessing. witnessing yeah so if we just pray I've noticed for me when I just pray and read the bible my walk with God kind of goes a little bit downhill. It's when I'm witnessing to others that I see him working. Like I see him working in others in ministries, like say when we are feeding the homeless, like you can see their eyes brighten up when they see love. So I just think that's important to,
1: to, to mention. I like that a lot because I definitely see that like like through talking to my friends and having discussions like that that's where i feel like my like relationship grows the most because mm-hmm. especially like for everyone on in this podcast like we've all like grown up pretty much abyss our whole lives um we've all been like in the church we 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 have a lot of like knowledge about the bible that's like somewhere in our brains <laughs> It's, like, working to, like, get that out and, like, being able to recall it and when having conversations with, like, anybody from any religion being able to be, like, oh, yeah, this, 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 this is what I believe, like, (laughs) like, even bringing up verses seem to be, like, something that really starts to help me grow my relationship because now it's, like, okay, I pray, I read the Bible, now I need that extra step. Mm -hmm.
4: Iron sharpens iron.
1: Yeah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> um, and the Bible's the sword. Mm-hmm.
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say something, but I lost it. Dang it.
1: God. I, th-
5: God I think the verse, like the iron sharpens iron, is like sharpen one another too. Like they're connected. Like it says it somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. Like, I think even like this conversation personally, like I really enjoy it. Cause you know, like we say, Oh, we need to, t- you know, talk about the Bible more, and, you know, read the Bible, but it's like, you guys are like our close friends, you know, and to be able to have like this type of experience of just truly being open about our rela- relationship with God and our religion and faith. And I think it just, I don't know, it makes it makes me feel like i'm learning more you know (laughs) i've been sharpened i don't know
4: (laughs) in the in the new testament when when it's talking like an axe and stuff about the 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 origin of the christian church this is basically what it was it was small groups that met in houses and that's what it was for a while eventually they had to start earning money and stuff to support bigger uh, bigger bigger groups but at the at the heart of what the original christian church was it was these small groups where people would come together and talk about their experiences and learn from one another yeah yeah
0: what's um like a big takeaway that you guys have about your faith and something that you guys want to improve on Hmm. that's a good question (laughs) yeah yeah because i'm trying to trying to get some knowledge here so
5: (laughs) (laughs) Well I have something like this week it's been hard because we're all busy and sometimes some areas of our life like for example I've neglected laundry for a long time Mm -hmm. and I've just focused on work and school so my actual personal home life is disorganized and is driving me insane but I have to have more faith in the process that even though things right now seem very busy I know that there's going to come a time where it's going to get calmer and I'm gonna be able to do the things that I need to do. Yeah.
4: Live in the moment, almost, you know, thrive in the up and downs, cause you all can you can only exist in the moment. So take that and, and live it to its fullest. For me personally, I uh, I want to uh, constantly improve on my trust in God, because I feel like that's where I'm one of the places I'm going most consistently. But it's still I still tend to waver every once in a while like Darcy said about some of her biggest worries is like losing people that are close to you and that's one of my big worries too um it's a tough thing but uh you know that and my own mortality those are two kind of crazy kind of scary things but I eventually would one day love to be able to uh take all the punches that are thrown at me through life and and take them with a smile you know
3: Well, I'm going to second that second that it's definitely trust for me. That's the biggest thing that I'm working on in my relationship with God, whether it's trust that God will take care of things and and that I don't have to fear um, or whether it's trust in what he's doing with my life and like being able to obey him and um, and 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 submit myself to him every day. I think being someone who likes to be in control of things and most of us like to be in control of our lives, that's something that's very difficult to do. And so that's something I'm working on as well.
1: I think for me, um, the biggest takeaway I have with God is like that throughout my relationship with God is that he will always be there, like through everything, the toughest times, the best of times, like he's always there and he's always someone that I can lean on, like, um, just growing up, like, without, like, a male, like, presence, like, a father presence in my life, um, it's just, I've always been told, like, oh, God is your father, like, and so I've always just, like, kind of had that presence in my life of just, like, I can always lean on him, and it's, like, it's a different type of leaning on, like, than, like, oh like a friend like I can call them up and like talk to them about my issues is like it's it's like or like they can like if I get a flat tire they'll be there but it's like a different type of like them being there it's like I can always seek comfort or how to better myself or be able to like better my life in some way by like looking into like his life and learning more about God I can always better myself and I think that's like the purpose of like what parents are doing just to like make us better people and like teach us how to be and so it's hard like when people are like oh I lean on God and it's like I went, for a long time I didn't understand what that meant because I was like he's not like physically there. Like, how can I help? Like, he's not going to help me if I need like a flat tire. Like, he's not going to change my tire for me. But like, maybe he can, like maybe he'll send someone to change a tire. But um, like, that's, I feel like it's bigger to have someone there that like has, can teach you to be better and like help you to be better in that way. Um, And I think the biggest um, like thing I'm working on right now is being there for people in our faith, not necessarily, like, people I know, and that's, like, okay, I love quotes, so um, there's a quote by Maya Angelou that I really like, um, and she said, I've learned that people will forget that, um, sorry, I've learned that people will forget what you said, people will forget what you did, but people will never forget how you made them feel, Hmm. and I am, like, really working on just, like, not needing recognition for like the things that I do in God's name and like being there for people like in the church who I don't know and just like randomly see um and just trying to be there for them even if it's not like oh now we're a great connection and now we're texting every day just like seeing them saying something and moving on like um and just doing that in like daily life like if I see someone at the store and I just have like a feeling to like talk to them, like I'll just go talk to them. And if they thought it was creepy, then they thought it was creepy. But um, maybe like, that was their only connection of anyone talking to them that day, especially with the COVID and everyone, everyone's just like kind of shut in and they don't talk to anyone. And maybe they'll walk away from that interaction and be like, Oh my gosh, like this girl just randomly came up to me. It was so like cool or weird or whatever. So Just trying to make people feel good is what I'm trying to work on with my relationship with. One
4: one thing my mom has always said to me that kind of ties along with that, Danila, is you may be the only uh, example of Jesus that somebody sees today.
1: Mm, I love that.
4: Yeah. I feel like that kind of represents what you were talking about there. Mm
2: -hmm. For me, it's like, yes, trust, but also like learning how to, to discern God's voice and like when he's talking to you. And like acting on what he tells you to do, like when he's like, hey, you should go share me with that person. I'm like, what? Oh my gosh, no, I like, they don't know me. That's gonna be weird. But like, I think what I'm trying to work on in my relationship with God personally is like being okay with it being weird at first and like being led by him more, like allowing myself to be led by him more.
0: I really like that too, because like, kind of similar to what you were saying, Caitlin, is that for me, I feel like I need to be more open to God, like, more available to him so that he can use me to do his work, because uh, as much as I'd like to do his work, I feel like I self-sabotage myself a lot of times in that I feel like, oh, I'm not good enough, like, I'm not a good enough Christian, you know, but, like, he'll use you where you're at, to find someone that needs to hear his voice, you know, like you have no idea the impact that you can make on someone's life. Like Delano said, like, you have no idea who just needs to hear what you said, or, you know, who needs a hug, (laughs) you know, who needs a high five or, hey, like you look nice today, you know, you have no idea what that will mean to someone. Um, And I think it's, it's really cool to be able to challenge myself to be open about that. and um, I just hope that if I'm able to do that, it can reach more people. So.
3: Yeah, again, he wants he wants you to come with him to come to him with your mess. Mm-hmm. Like no one ever feels ready to do something for God. I, I feel like no one ever feels ready. I bet he's I bet he's saying Chrissy you have no idea what I can do with you right now just give me a chance
0: (laughs) which is crazy because it's like I'm just like a 22 year old that's in nursing school it's like what am I gonna do but it's like I also like I think that's why I love like the profession I'm going into because it's like there's so many people that I'm going to be able to see and I have no idea the walks of life they've been through and you know, of course it'll be momentary, like, um, everyone's different and how you can connect with them. But I just, I pray that whenever there's an opportunity that comes that God will lead and how to
1: guide that. So I really like the direction that we like went in today with like trust and stuff. I really like that. We talked about like, like what does trust look like in God? And I, um, I think one thing that really stood out to me was when someone said, um, trusting, starts with comforting, um, your fears. I'm like trying to figure out like, what am I fearful of? So then I can trust in God. Um, and just overall, like how we can trust him and trust in happiness. I think this was a really good podcast. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you guys for coming. Thanks for joining Luck. Say bye guys. Bye. 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 <laughs> <laughs>